The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. There was a woman, she's walking in Bnei Barak. As she's walking in Bnei Barak, in front of the Bet Knesset, like the big synagogue in Bnei Barak, a car speeds up but doesn't see her, unfortunately hits this old woman, and she dies on the road right in front of the Knesset. Anyway, you know, police come, they're trying to figure it out. Who is it? Hatzala. Old lady, they get at her, uh, they find a, on her person, she has a card, what's it called, ID. They look it up, they call the place, they're trying to figure out who she is, you know, the, to ID the body. Meanwhile, a few people from the shul, they see this woman outside, passed away. No one knows who she is, Hazi case. They can't figure it out. Everyone gathers around, they start saying Tehillim around the body. There's maybe 10, 20 people saying Tehillim by this woman's body who's just passed away at the scene of the accident. Anyway, very quickly they find out, they manage to make a couple phone calls. Right? It's in Israel. Everybody in Israel knows everybody else in Israel. Right? It's like, that's how it works. Right? Two seconds later, someone gets the neighbor on the phone. They find out that this woman was never married. She's an elderly widow. She was an elderly woman. She never got married. She never had any children. She never had any. She, know, she has no family members. She's all alone in this world. This poor old, this poor old woman who's now passed away. Anyway, the people start murmuring. They go run to the rabbi, and they knew that at the time, the law was in Israel in a case like this, that they take the body and they do an autopsy, and they harvest all the organs, and they use the organs, because you know what? There's nobody to say what she would have wanted to do. So they, so to speak, act on her behalf and make these decisions for her. The rabbi said, we can't allow this woman. We don't know what she would have wanted. The law is that they're now going to, you know, do an autopsy. They're going to remove her body organs. Who knows if that's what she wanted? You know, he said, he gave a psak halacha. He said, take the body, drag it into the Bet Knesset. They lift the body of this woman before anyone knows what's going on. They bring this dead woman into the Bet Knesset. That's not a normal thing, Rabbi That's not a usual occurrence. You didn't, Baruch Hashem, you never saw that in the synagogue, right? But for her, in order to protect her, now the police realize what went on. They start telling, give us the body. We're going to take it. We've got to do an autopsy. We've got to, you know, we've got to, you're going to donate our organs. They said, look, it doesn't say anywhere that she didn't sign up for this. You can't do this. You don't know what she would have wanted. There's no one to tell you what the last will and testament. Give her a proper burial. This story explodes. And within minutes in B'nai Brak, the place is packed, jammed with religious people, praying, saying to Elim, you know, forming rings around this woman that they want to protect her and give her a proper burial. There's no foul play over here. Everybody knows, open and shut case. She was run over by a car. You know, we know exactly what happened. No reason, no foul play. You know, there's no reason. Anyway, the police come. By now, there's over a thousand people. How did so many people get there so quick? The rabbi of the nearby yeshiva heard what was going on, shut down the Bet Midrash. The whole yeshiva, all the boys, all went out from the Bet Midrash to do the kavod for the Met, Met Mitzvah, person who has no one in this world, everyone is there, they're surrounding this thing, saying to him, and they're starting, the police realize when they, the battle is lost, they back off, they let them bury the woman according to Jewish, Jewish law. Anyway, it makes a big stink in the city. And it turns out that the Rev Chaim Kanievsky's mother, Rev Yisrael Yaakov Kanievsky was his father, right? He, what's it called? His mother knew this old woman from back in, the city that they were born in, in, in Kosovo, okay? And she said, I know this woman. 
I found out who she is. She wasn't someone who was religious. She wasn't someone that knew. She didn't keep anything. She would eat on Yom Kippur. How did she have the merit that she was protected in that way, that she was surrounded by all these angels, that she had a proper burial, that they didn't, they didn't defile, they didn't you know, do anything to her body that was not kavod for the men? How could such a thing have been? What did she do to merit such a tremendous miracle? Anyway, they asked around until finally there was an old timer in the community who also knew the woman. And suddenly the mystery was unraveled. Why? Because this woman, during the war in the ghetto, took it upon herself that whenever somebody died in the ghetto under the Nazis, she would risk her life to take the body, bring it to the cemetery, and bury the body herself. Fifty years had passed since that time. But when it came time for her to pass away, she didn't pass away where she lived. She lived in Khulon. What was she doing in Benebrak? Buying tzitzit? Like, what is she, what is, what is she here for? A non-religious woman, what does she have in Benebrak? She has no family here. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu arranged that where does she pass away? Right outside of the Bet Knesset HaGadol. Right opposite a yeshiva. So in seconds, a, a thousand-person funeral could be mobilized to pay back the mitzvah that she had done so many decades before. My friends, when you do a mitzvah, it's not just something that you send out. It's a living, breathing thing. And the mitzvot that we do, even in our younger years, they live with us. They stay with us. The great tzaddikim of old, when something would happen to a person, that was how they would respond. A person would have a great miracle. And they would ask, We find it in the Gemara. Someone lived to an old age. A miracle happened. What would the rabbis ask? What did you do to merit this? And many times the person would say, when I was a young man, there was an elderly person, they were about to pass away from, hung- from hunger, I ran upstairs, I made them a meal, I saved their life, I never told anyone about it till now, Rabbi. You see from the Gemara's answers on things like this, from these stories with the Gedolim, that a deed that you do so many years before is still alive and burning. And my friends, with a little bit of fanning, we could take those mitzvot, that we've done at least once, twice, three times, and turn them into something that becomes a part of our life, that becomes a part of what we do, a part of who we are. And not only that, but when the time comes, we build families and have children. It gets passed on to those children. It continues in this world forever and ever. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.